Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm five minutes early, but I wanted to make sure um, the audio is good, picture quality is good. I want everything to be good because I have so much deep and uh, like just utter respect. I try not to use the word utter. This always reminds me of uh, cow tits. But I have an unbelievable amount of respect for the guy that we're having today. Not that I don't have respect for the people that I've had issues with. There's an echo. All right, one second, guys. That's why I, I did it a little early. How's that? Did that fix the echo? Last night was flagged for hate speech and recruiting terrorists. Yeah, well, it already got overturned. I uploaded it again because uh, I'm not one to uh, take things lying down. But I just got news from YouTube that it has been overturned. And it was uh, just clearly not, not real. I'm going to pump the brakes on drinking White Claw for a little bit. Not because of the claw. Because lately, my problem has been if I have three White Claws before landing the plane, I've been having some ice cream after. And hangovers in groggy brains are caused from sugar, not booze. It's the booze and alcohol that makes you uh, hungover and your brain get a little foggy. So... One of the reasons I like White Claw, let me see here, and I'm not sponsored by them. In fact, I despise their CEO. I'm going to start making my own booze. In one pint, there's only three total grams of sugar. So three White Claws is actually a half a banana of sugar. But when I have three White Claws, I eat ice cream sometimes, and I had really horrible nightmares. So... Unless I can get to a point where I don't have ice cream after having claws, I may have to pump the brakes on claws. Uh, for those of you that have been seeing my Instagram today, I mean, I obviously don't think UFC fans are homosexuals, guys. I can't stop with the joke, though. Because there's this picture of uh, these two fighters, and their mouths got like pressed up against each other's mouths. Because, like, neither one had backed down, so they just started kissing. And then you see, like, weird Dana White in the background, like, smiling like a homo. And so I just thought it was funny, because Dana White posted the picture, like, oh. And so I posted a picture about how, uh, you know, UFC is, uh, is actually gayer than wearing rollerblades in a uh, rave. And I got hundreds of people being like, no, you're gay. You're gayer. Look at you. I used to be your fan. And so you don't understand that motivates me to do the joke more and more and more. That does not dissuade me at all. In fact, I'm like, is the UFC actually gay? Because in my mind, it wasn't. I'm getting my kids into jujitsu and stuff. High level problem solving. Uh, I want them to be uh, good at fighting. You know, just wrestling, grappling, jujitsu, that alone isn't gay. But clearly there's something gay about the UFC. Because the way people reacted was so over the top that then I just started hammering. So I did five. I, I got a picture of uh, Conor McGregor with like a full boner. Trying, not, not a real boner, but in the weigh-ins. Like, weigh-ins. Against Floyd Mayweather, he had a boner. And so I post that picture. I'm like, checkmate, homos. And uh, people lost their minds. They're like, that's boxing. That's not MMA. You're gay. And I'm like... You're defending a boner? Like, you're defending a boner. And people are like, I'm a UFC fan, Big Bear. 
I don't think there's anything gay about fighting. I've been a boxer and a wrestler. I'm like, I don't think there's anything gay about boxing or wrestling. It's the boners and the kissing. The kissing and the boners. All right, so uh, I'm about to call Tommy Robinson. This guy is an absolute legend. He has a new uh, documentary coming out. And uh, it's just it's just insanely awesome that I get to talk to him. Triggered UFC fans are hysterical. I know. Because triggering the left is super, super easy. Hang on. Oh, and your headphones making a little rattling sound because of the mic. That's cool. I can take them. I can take it off. A rattle sound? Hang on. What if I just don't move around a lot? If I don't move around a lot, is that better? Your mic is running your zipper, Big Bear. Well, I don't need... What? Is everybody gay? What zipper? Hang on. There's a crackle? So should I do this? Does this make it better? Is that way better? What if I do that? Um, I'll just take out. Wasn't even that bad? Rubbing? You guys are all gay. Everyone's gay in the world except me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What if I do that? Is that is that better? All right. I'm going to call Tommy Robinson. This dude is a lion. Did you know that there there used to be lions in England? Like, legitimately. If I hold it like this, is it better? The mic hits your jawline and creates a sound. So what do you guys want me to do? What do you want me to do? Is everyone gay? All right, I'm calling Tommy. Because this dude stands up to people, and that's the deal, dude. That's, that's what I respect in human beings is uh, when you see someone doing some shit, you say something. And you do it, even at your own expense. This dude, we wrote him a song, Me and the Bears, and uh, he loved the song. And so now we're friends, because that's, that's what happens. That's what happens. All right, I'm going to call him, then I'm going to add him on OBS so no one sees um, anyone's um, Skype name, because uh, I did that by accident a while ago with somebody, and I'm not going to make the same mistake again. All right. There we go. Tommy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, brother. Can you hear me? Can hear you fine. Awesome, dude. <laughs> dude, thanks for thanks for being on by the way, man. This is uh this is wicked exciting. I'm su I'm me and the Bears are all huge fans and uh I like a, like hundreds of people were part of writing that song for you. The uh, how they rule you. That wasn't just me. That was everybody. And they start shouting out about you, and he starts playing a song. And I, I was in I was in prison listening to it, saying what? And he goes. Uh, and my family member said, do you know the maddest thing that he found so mad? I said, what? He goes, everyone in the audience seems to know who you was, who I was, which was mad for my family, who are obviously watching all these things develop whilst I was in prison. But it was, um, it was a funny moment for me. And yeah, it's, it's, I, I loved it. I loved dude, it. Dude, you inspired a lot of people. I remember I was doing a show in uh, Seattle 
And someone was like, how they rule you? And I was like, oh, yeah, Tommy. And then someone, because uh, I didn't want to get the words wrong, because that's the weird thing. Is like, as a comedian, I don't mind getting words wrong if it's a joke. But if it's something that is like a like a good song with a good message, I, I feel uh, I'm like, I don't want to get the words wrong. And so somebody just runs on stage. And uh, my buddy Steven Crowder was like, man, I'm glad that wasn't me. I would have just shot the guy. Because it was like a random guy runs on stage. But he gives me the lyrics. And they had the lyrics. And so I play How They Rule You and everyone's singing along. And I just, you know, that's thousands of miles from where you were. And, and just your standing up to the abuse of children inspired people that you'll never meet. And so we just wanted to do something cool for you, you know? No, it was great, mate. It was great. And I said that, um, you know, the, the last court case at the Old Bailey, my last court case at the Old Bailey, that moment will live with me forever. When I stood there, the video, you know, when I turned around and said, I am Benjamin, thank you. Yeah. That, that video, it was such a moment. It was only when I watched back. It was just such a moment, man. And it was, uh, yeah, for me, the whole situation, the whole, the, whole, the whole thing from start to finish, from going to prison to then seeing essentially everything I ask for the last 10 years is, is it beneficial for the cause? When I went to prison... Was it beneficial for the cause? People are singing songs in New York City. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> People are demonstrating in every corner of the globe. There's demonstrations worldwide. Do you know, I want people to know about the rape of our ge a generation of our daughters in this country. My imprisonment, and I remember saying it as they were putting me in the van. I remember saying, more people than ever are going to watch this video now. <laughs> yeah. like, so, so, so essentially, yeah, I'll sit here smiling about it. It wasn't great, but... For the cause, we're winning. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. It's like when you when you see someone that puts the cause above themselves in the short term, it makes people become aware and, and inspires people. And so, so just on behalf of everybody um, over here, you know, just God bless Tommy Robinson. Let's talk about the BBC, man. Hashtag Pano Drama. Coming soon. <laughs> you know what? So... If I run through, since starting activism, since starting, do you know the minute, and this isn't just about me, by the way, the minute you can bring people together, the minute you have the ability to put them on the streets and you form a movement, in this country, you are infiltrated, targeted, and attempts are made to destroy you. That's not just about me. That, whether you're animal rights groups, whatever organization you are that will put people together, you, you, are, you, come up, you come under infiltration and attack and smear campaigns. So anything that could rock or challenge the establishment, the, the status quo. Now, so for 10 years, anyone who's followed my story has witnessed the remarkable lengths that they'll go to in order to silence you. But if you look at my most recent imprisonment, if you look at the way the media works with them on it. So I'm unlawfully taken off the street. When put into prison with, without a court case, not one single journalist went and got the transcripts from that court case to show what happened. In fact, all of the journalists, all of them, run hit pieces. BBC, Channel 4, Sky News, all of them run hit pieces justifying why I should be in prison. They all lied to the world and said that I pleaded guilty, which I didn't. I didn't even get asked to plead. All of these things happened. So a man can be taken off the street with the full support 
of 650 politicians. Not one of them opened their mouth. And I read, I read the letters, I read the complaints that people would send me that they were sending to their politicians. And that, and the, the politicians had a, a, a standard response that went to everyone. Tommy Robinson pleaded guilty. Lie. The, going through all the things, Tommy Robinson risked prejudice in the case. Lie. All of the things that they said, and that, that was the main thing for me, this can happen, and everyone supports it. The, 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 the media and the, and the politicians support it. So that was, but, but for the public to see that. And then, and then when I go to the, the highest judge in the land, which takes me two and a half months, and he looks at it, and once he looks at it, he realises there's no choice but to free. He's got no choice. My solicitor kept saying to me, when this gets before a judge, you're walking. And I didn't believe it because I didn't, I couldn't believe it. I said, if they can do this, then I'm not going to walk. I'm, I'm not. And he was saying, you're walking. They, 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 you cannot be in prison. But, um, but yeah, so then to be released. And when I got released, they then don't run the story of why I got released. They don't tell everyone what they just, they, they, they even, even the day that I walked out to that song at the Old Bailey, the day that, so I've gone through two free court cases since coming out of prison. I go to see the main judge of the Old Bailey. The Old Bailey court only hears terrorism and massive murder trials. I'm in court or going like this. Right. And, and I get, <laughs> I'm at the Old Bailey for going like this. <laughs> it's insane, man. Uh, but I'm in, I'm in court for outside a paedophile court case. Do you know the other mad thing? The judge whisked me off the streets. He gave them men bail, let them go home. One of those men today is missing still. He he flew straight to Pakistan. Whilst I was in prison because I was the danger, he let the man who over 20 young girls have given statements about and, and gone to court for, for raping them, he let them go home. But yeah, but that, that brings me on to the BBC. I, I went off on one then, I always do. Yeah, and, and the thing about what you just said is a lot of people, like you giving up your freedom in that moment for the cause, a lot of people are unaware of how sick and evil a lot of these systems are until they actually see someone that they know. That's why they don't like dudes like me and you. We're like, people support them and they bring people together and they're community-based and it's not all nonsense, you know, because... When they see someone like us whisked off the street, people go, wait a minute, it's like that? And that, yeah, yeah. And that wakes them up. And that's why they're scared of people that actually have the support of, of people. Anyway, uh, talk, about, talk about our BBC. So BBC Panadrama. Currently, for the last week, the media over here, not one single journalist has reported on anything I've put out so far. Now, today, there's massive headlines across my whole country that a rape centre is getting abused because of Tommy Robinson. Now, <laughs> there was a leak, there was a there was a big massive um, sign that said victims of rape. If you're black, if you're Asian, if you're brown, then come, we will help you. So I just put up a little link saying white victims don't matter. Yeah, that's what the banner says. Yeah. It, it's discrimination. It's just it's discrimination towards. If the banner said white victims come here then everyone would be going wild. So I just put up a little title saying, obviously white, white women don't matter. Right. Which we, and, and every mainstream media in this country, BBC, they've all run that. I have showed that the irony in the fact that Panorama, who are the world's leading investigative journalists, they are famously known 
for undercover footage. The irony that I've got undercover footage on them <laughs> and none of the media, and I'm not just, I've got him breaking every journalist rule going. I've got him being every label that they want to put on me and you, the left, every label they want to put on us, whether it be misogynistic, racist, um, homophobic. I've got him peeing all of those things on camera. Yeah? And for me, I, I, I sit here now and I, I'll sm smile, but for a few weeks, actually more than a few weeks, for a little while there, I was absolutely terrified. Genuinely terrified because I know what they've done. If I'm honest, I think that when I was put in prison, I wasn't supposed to walk out of that prison. Yeah, that was one of the lyrics, man. They tried to kill it. It was like they were, they were setting you up for destruction. They moved, When they moved me to the, the highest Muslim population prison in the UK, CCAT, for me then, I know what I think I know what's coming now. And this hasn't this isn't this happened before. I got absolutely battered when I was last in prison. I got locked in a room with them. So I, I'm thinking, right, I know what's coming, but if it wasn't for thirty thousand people marching on Downing Street, if it wasn't for six hundred thousand people signing a petition, if it wasn't for um Brownback, who's the ambassador Brownback from the United States government, um pressurizing the British government. If it wasn't for Gerhard Wilders, if it wasn't for Swedish Democrats, if it wasn't for a massive movement of people coming together, if it wasn't for your song, if it wasn't for all of these things happening at the same time, where the establishment would sit back and think, this is going to blow if he gets killed in jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that, was, that this, was one reason why we went so hard is we're like, oh, man, they're coming at a, 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 a hero. Like if, When they come at someone... And, and you realize that they want to make an example. The thing about evil and scumbags and, the, and these nefarious characters is they're such cowards. And so if you set it up, like, listen, if you, if you hurt our boy, there's going to be a blowback. And, and they are clinging on to power like these Gollum characters. And it's like, look at us. Look at these crowds. Look at all of it. If, if he gets hurt in jail, there's going to be a problem. Someone's going to come to your mansion. Some, like Something's going to happen. And... And so anything that we could do to help, that's why it was such a, a critical moment for people to, uh, you know, as a musician, uh, I was like, okay, we need a rally song, you know? And then all the bears, I mean, everyone loves you, like in this chat, like someone just wrote, he didn't get moved to the Muslim population. They got moved to uh, Tommy the Lion. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> everyone loves you, dude. All right. So anyway, go on. Yeah. So I, I truthfully believe if it wasn't for that response, I wouldn't be sitting yeah, I truthfully believe that. In fact, I believe that before I even went to the court case, a decision already been made. I was being in prison before I even travelled. So I think they knew I was travelling, which I know everything. They knew I was going there, um, and they because because even from when they arrested me outside the court, they arrest my little boy there. They they when they arrested me outside the court, they listened to me on the um, they took me to the police station, and that was so that the public watching didn't realise I was straight in court. So everything, everything I think was set, everything I think was set up anyway. Then I've come out of prison, so they've tried that. That's failed. It's blown me up. Yeah. I come out of jail. They removed my PayPal with no reason. My PayPal's gone. Now that that affected me by seventy percent of my monthly income. I had four full-time employees doing what I, doing what we do. Overnight, that was gone. Then they removed my monthly subscriptions through another an, another donor box. That was closed. Then they removed my website. So this 
for me, was the final bang. This would have been to discredit me to the nation, to, to give a portrayal of who I am to the whole entire country and cleverly manufactured. And in fact, it's quite sinister. When you see my documentary, the way they were operating and the groups they're working with, this, and why would, the, why would the establishment use Panorama? Because Panorama are the truth. There's only one BBC programme out there that anyone actually believes, and it's Panorama. In this country, that's the respect that that programme has. They are, they are the programme that brings you the truth. That's what they're known as. So if they do a documentary that absolutely hits who I am and has allegation after allegation and people saying this and this and this to discredit me to the nation, at, the, at a time when my Twitter's gone, when my ability to have a team's gone, my, my donation links are gone, my website's gone, all they'd do at that same time, they'd probably use what they're putting out on this program to remove me from Facebook. This was their, their working title, Tommy Takedown. That was their work, working title, which as a documentary maker for the BBC, which is a, a channel that we are forced to pay for, the British public are forced to pay £13 a month, £155 a year, if we don't pay that, we're taken to court and put in prison. It's a stealth tax put upon the population, which if it was reporting the truth, fair enough. But we're paying for an yeah. organisation and a channel that absolutely destroys and slanders who we are. The, the betrayal they give on Brexit, the betrayal they give on working class people, all of this, we have to pay for it. Yeah, you guys are forced to pay to slander your own heroes. <laughs> not even slander our own heroes but also demonize not I, I keep saying whilst this proves what they were doing to me they have used these same tactics against everyone and anyone who rocks the boat of the establishment ukip would have been targeted like this i watched a document i watched a program that newsnight done on ukip and i knew as soon as i watched it what a hatchet job but the public buy it up now this this documentary they would have put out on me how many people would have bought it up? And to be honest, I still don't actually know what was actually going to go on it specifically. But I can prove that they were manufacturing. They were scripting. They were the levels that are not. So they were working hand in hand with another organization called Hope Not Hate. This will all come out on the documentary. Now, BBC aren't allowed to pay people right, for anything. Yeah. So if they're getting an interview, the interview has to be the truth. They can't be paid. That's where Hope Not Hate come in. Hope Not Hate will pay people. And Hope Not Hate were actually, it's like when I sat down with my lawyers and I explained and showed everything, they said, this, this isn't a panorama documentary. This is Hope Not Hate's documentary. Hope Not Hate are an organisation in England that's similar to your, um, who's, who's Gavin McGuinness suing? Oh, the... Um uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, SPLC. So they're similar to that sort of organization. It, they're named by the Swedish Army Intelligence as a far-left extremist organization. They have inflated hate crime records in this country by 3,000% of times. Right, right, right. But it's insane. If anyone moves the wrong way, they're a fascist. Everyone's a fascist. <laughs> everyone's an extremist. Everyone. <laughs> and, and, and everyone's a Nazi. Uh, but the, the scary thing is this organization are listened to by serious by government and and it's actually it's actually that level of influence they have that they have used and abused in a serious way um again yeah i'm i'm so 
February 23rd's coming. Um, and essentially, what this, what I hope this does, it shows you hope not hate are, but it, it will show the public that what you're being shown on the BBC is not the truth. No. Uh, it's not. And, and, and we all know it. We've all known it. President Trump even called BBC out as fake news. This will prove it. And it will be undercover footage of the the face of Panorama. The face of Panorama. And this is the thing that, that I don't understand. Is in 2006, or no, it was even before that. It was, uh, this is years ago, Johnny Rotten called out Jimmy Savile and then the Sex Pistols weren't allowed to play on BBC because they were covering for pedophiles way back then. I've just done my ending for my documentary where I stand outside. The, I've just done it today. I've been outside the BBC today. That's some daily way. But, and I, and I'm, as I'm outside BBC, I don't know if you've seen the expenses video I've already put out of this John Sweeney. I've leaked an expenses one. So as I'm outside the BBC, I said, if it's not enough, that we're forced and taken to prison, put in prison if we don't pay this this tax for the BBC. If it's not enough that the elitist fake news journalists want to travel the country sipping champagne on your money, yeah? yeah. This this organisation, BBC, covered for Jimmy Savile, covered for Stuart Hall. Up to a hundred young children were raped and abused on their premises. And then this is the crazy thing, yeah. This is so far. I say, look at this behind me. And at the entrance to BBC, on their wall, on their building, is a sculpture by a man called Gill, who created the sculpture. And it's of an old man with long hair, with a robe around him, looks like a religious figure, holding in between his legs a six-year-old prepubescent child who's naked. Now, the man that made this sculpture is a convicted paedophile who raped children. He made other sculptures of his daughters. He raped each one of his daughters. He had an insidious relationship with his sister. He used to have sex with animals, okay? This is the symbol as you get to the headquarters of the BBC. And it's a symbol that when all these revelations come out about who the man was who created the sculpture, the Catholic Church, who has its own massive problems with paedophiles, the Catholic Church, removed any sculpture by this man. The BBC, point blank, refused to remove an image which is of a young child being abused. It's an abusive, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a sculpture of a man with a young child abusing him. On the, on the, and, and that's what it is for me. If one thing symbolised what the BBC now is, it's that sculpture. Yeah, and, and it's like, I found that evil likes to hide in plain sight. They, they, it, it gets them giddy. They, they're like, they, because they, they, they put they, up, they put up art of it. They what? They use, they use art. They use art. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Abuse. And it's like, and and the and the uh, relation between pedo, pedophilia, and I said it like a British person right there. I said it like an English person. Pedo, pedophilia, and um, nonsense. Nonsense. And, that's what we say. Yeah, <laughs> and these and these like controlling status psychopaths it's very similar because it's like it's about control domination and evil and it's all just kind of linked up into the same thing in the same way the bbc wants to control the narrative and the minds of the public that's how they want to control every aspect of the world and and that's why protecting our children from these monsters is so important because there's no one more vulnerable in the population than 
children. And I think once a society accepts the degradation of their children, the society falls. And that's why, you know, the UK and England is in a, a pretty rough spot right now. And, and we got people like you fighting for it. What's, what's your thoughts on the future of, of England and the UK and stuff? Like what, what could happen? Is there, is there any hope? Is there, what, what's your thoughts? I'd say I've watched the change in the, over the last 10 years. So I sense the change in the public reception that I receive. So everywhere I go now, people don't just come up to me. They come up to me with such passion. Some lady today, I'll stand outside the BBC, she literally started crying. And she just hugged me and said, just keep going, keep going. Oh, and man, that, that's the reception that I receive. I, people don't just come up and say, oh, they are so passionate. And they're reading, they're watching, they're learning, they're listening. They understand more now than ever. And uh, so that is, is for me, it's, it's good. It's good to watch because I see how blind and asleep we were. Remember 10 years ago when I started talking about Islam, no one wanted to believe it. Yeah. No one would believe any of the dangers we were trying to warn about. And 10 years on, all the dangers that we warned about, all the extremist groups we started off tackling, they're all now prescribed terrorist organizations. Many of the people we highlighted and that have gone on to become terrorists. The grooming gun scandal where people looked at us like we were lunatics for saying it. It's all come into fruition. It's all proved with evidence. So the public are more awake. The, the only problem is, is that if you accept, we have three to four million Muslims, probably six, in this country. If we accept the polls done, the, the general polls done of that community, let's say over 33% want to be governed by Sharia law. Then we have 1.3 million Muslims who are not going to integrate or assimilate at all into this country. Yeah. They don't appreciate or respect Western values. They wish to replace them. What do we do with that massive number? Now, that's scary now, but the demographical change that's happening to this nation. Muslims on average in this country have 5.6 children. We have 1.3. We are every 10 years since the 1960s, the Muslim population has doubled in size. We are they are using our benefit system against us. Every Muslim I meet, I ask questions. My local imam, Qadir, well, how many how many children have you got? 14, three wives, 14 <laughs> children. Oh, I know, I know. It would be funny if it wasn't so scary. No, but that number was because, so high that that's the only reason I laughed is I was expecting I like five and it's 14. No, 14. That's 14. You know, you, know the birth, you know the birth rate in France? I say 5.6 in England. I think it's 8.1 on average in France. Right. Now, how can we – and if we have all these problems that we have, terrorism goes up 60% each year, okay? We have all of the cultural problems brought into the country because of it. We have all of the, the security issues. For example, it costs uh, £9 billion a year to monitor 3,000 would-be jihadis. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's three teams of nine men that have to monitor each individual yeah, to, for a 24-hour day surveillance. We have 3,000 individuals in this country now that have to be monitored 24 hours a day. We have 25,000 who are on a terrorist watch list. Now, what, the only way they work it is they take the most high priority, which are into the 3,000, and they monitor them. The other 22,000 are not monitored in the same way. The last four terrorist attacks we had were by people in this section, not the 3,000. So the ones that are, they're monitoring who they know want to kill us, 
The ones that actually went on to blow up children, murder people, use lorries, they weren't even in the top group. The, the affordability, even just to be able to compete. And when that 3,000 becomes 30,000, right. which it will, which it will, it's an army. It's an army. And that is, and even now we have this big argument currently happening today about this Shamira Begram, who's a ISIS bride who left the UK age 15 years old. She went out to join ISIS. She spent four years living under ISIS. Now, our politicians, even Jacob Rees-Mogg, are saying that she deserves a second chance. Let her come home. She's pregnant. She's had two children die out while she's been with ISIS. She's not coming home because she realises what she's done is wrong. She's coming home because ISIS have lost the war. If ISIS was still in control in Syria, would she be wanting to come home? So then we're supposed to then allow, because they're saying she was only 15, she's made a choice. Her father's pictured on TV sitting with a little teddy in a Chelsea shirt, stroking his teddy saying, please let my daughter come home. Her father is a terrorist supporting scumbag. Her father is pictured with, uh, he, was at Lee, he was with Lee Rigby's killer, who was beheaded a soldier. He was at a demonstration with him. There's actually a picture of her father burning an American flag behind an ISIS flag. The fact that our country is even having the debate whether this little terrorist sympathizing bitch is, 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 <laughs> can come back, can come back and show her, her children will be in school with our children What's the and motivation? she'll be living next to us. What's the motivation? Because in Canada, they're facing the same thing with Trudeau and America. Um, we're, we're unable to build this border wall despite the, the flood of, of uh, illegal immigrants that have 10 kids. It's similar. Um, what, what's the motivation? Is it the EU? Is it, is it people in other countries trying to rule over England? Like, why are they flooding you guys with uh, a population that has no interest in, in, in uh, becoming Western and keeps, like, killing people and uh, raping children? Like. I don't, I don't it, get it, that. It, when, they use, when they use the argument with Germany that, well, the, it's an aging population, they need, yeah, so they need immigration. Yeah. It's like, so you 50% of Muslim men in, the British, in Britain are on benefits. 75% of the women are on benefits. Okay? The only trade they do and work they do will be cash, whether it be taxis or shops or chicken shops. So the tax benefit to the nation, I don't see it. But I see Hungary now and I see Poland are starting to look at increasing their own birth rates by if you have four children, you don't pay tax um, for the for the women. If the women have but all of these sort of things, if that was the case, if you needed workers, bring in Chinese, bring right. in the Thais, bring in Filipinos, bring in anyone. But because, again, where I'm from in Luton Town, we are a town of complete immigrants. Um, Every section of immigration you can ever think of is what makes up Luton. White English people are, are a minority in the town I'm from. Now, all the other cultures, the Sikhs, they're the best. If, yeah, yeah, if you I was going to say that. That's why the whole ra uh, racist argument is so stupid because Sikhs get along so well in the West and um, they're a similar racial the makeup. Biggest, the, biggest property, the biggest section of community for property, for private businesses, um, they are actually a blessing to yeah. this country. Yeah, yeah. And I know there's just been a terrorist attack in India, 49, supported by Pakistan, which, oh, I don't know. 
I just, um, but yeah, what, it, it's not a mistake what's happening. It's orchestra, it's organized, it's orchestrated. Um, but we have such weak leadership and, yeah. then, and not just weak leadership, all these people saying, give her a second chance. She hasn't been caught nicking sweets from a shop. She's gone and joined ISIS. Yeah. She knows. When are you going to be prime minister? The bears keep asking. Uh, <laughs> when are you going to uh, lead England? Cause it, you're right. It does have bad leadership and you're clearly an unbelievable leader. What, what's, do you have any interest in that? Did, did you see the video that was released to me on Sundays the other day? No. no. <laughs> what, what was no. it? <laughs> so now basically uh, a video was released a private. I have a group message with, 20 lads in it. You know WhatsApp groups? Yeah. Do you yeah. have a WhatsApp group with all the lads? Yeah. So all the banter flying back and forth was released and uh, it didn't look great for me. But but with regards to the politics, I always argued. Well, I always said I'm not a politician and I don't want to be a politician. That's what I've always said. But those are the best politicians. You don't want a guy that wants to be a politician. Yeah. Like, like Donald Trump. I'm, I'm, and essentially, if you go in... When I, look at, when I was in jail this time... It gives you a lot of time to think. And you know what? They don't care if we're marching on the street. They don't care. They're probably laughing at us. The only time they'll care is when we're taking their seats. Right. Where that's, that's when. So coming out of prison and starting to – I met with Jared Batten. I started aligning myself with UKIP and speaking with UKIP. And um, I knew then even, even Gert Wilder said to me, you think you've faced persecution. Now you're stepping, stepping into the arena of politics. You better be careful because they're not going to like it. And essentially, I see that this country is primed, ready. The working class people of this country, with, with what's happening with Brexit, the, the ground is, is, is ready. It's swell. The, the people are there. Yeah. Um, it's just about giving it to them. And, and even then, there's still so much political correctness, even by people who are supposed to be on our side. But, um, yeah, it's refreshing to hear people speak openly and honestly. No matter what side it is, as I said, that video I talked about that was released from the Sun, I was quite worried when it came out, but I didn't wait an hour or 10 hours to give my response. I went live straight away and said, this is what it is. This is what it was. I'm drunk. I'm an idiot when I'm drunk, like most people are. Um, get over it. You know yeah, I mean? it, it backfires. It's like the, the, it has these, these narrative creators, these liars that have these, these pedophile worship statues in front of their place that reveal – you know, group texts where people are just talking shit that everyone does. Everyone does that. It backfires and it humanizes people. And everyone's like, wait a minute. Everyone talks shit in group texts. That's what people do. And it has the opposite effect. That happened to Trump. They kept trying to, and it happens to me all the time with media. Like they try to make me sound like a monster and it ends up making me sound funny. And they don't even realize <laughs> it. Like the George Soros guys come at me. And they quote me, and I'm reading it, and I'm dying laughing. It's like they don't get the joke, <laughs> and, and they don't, and they don't get. They just don't get. Like I said, they don't get working. They don't get our community. No. They don't get it. They don't get what we find funny. They don't get the banter. They don't get the humor. And essentially, I, I watched as the Sun newspaper released it, and under their article on Facebook, there's two thousand comments. And I mean, literally, 1,999 were absolutely slamming them. <laughs> and every comment was also saying, what about panodrama? There has not been one. So all of these new, so I, I, I have some drunk, pissed up, bullshit banter, <laughs> yeah. which, was, which was pretty cringeworthy. Yeah? And I was rapping, bro. 
I was rapping in it, which is like, it was even worse, man. <laughs> but yeah, I was rapping, but humour is just, it's what we do in our group. Anyway, yeah. I was rapping, and um, that makes headlines around the world. But the fact that I've got BBC <clears throat> manufacturing programmes, I've got expensive scandals, I've got all of this undercover footage, which I'm ready to expose, and not one journalist reporting on it, not, not, not one, like, not... None at all. They reported on Paul Ferris. There's, a, there's an ex-gangster who is one of these gangsters who tells everyone how many people he's killed, but he's never been to jail for killing anyone. Right. It, one, of these, one of these gangsters who wrote, and he's got a book just come out now. So he picked an argument with me this week, and I commented on it and just laughed and said, some has-been gangster who tells everyone how hard it is. <laughs> it wants to pick a fight with me. Yeah? My, that was my, the Sun newspaper run headline, headline, headline. And it's like, Real news, real news is that the public broadcaster is creating fake news. That's the real news here, guys. Not me bantering Paul Ferris. Yeah, but see, they're, they're, the... they're cutting off the limb. Like, my brother's an arborist. He's a tree guy. So a lot of my metaphors are, are tree-related. They're cutting off the limb that they're tied into, though. It's like right now I announced this stream a half hour ago. There's 4,500 people just watching. And that beats CNN. It's like... They're losing the game because they keep CNN. Yeah, it's like same with BBC. It's like they're losing the game. We got we got thousands of people. My ad budget is zero, and it's like people just are sick of it. They're like they just announced that Russia collusion was all nonsense. There's zero evidence for it, and 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 every and and they just move on and they think that this wizardry will work on normal people. And everyone's like, but you just talked about it for two years. It's like and no one wants to talk about how Tommy Robinson stood up. For the kids getting gang raped? It's like you want to talk about his WhatsApp banter? You fucking but, psychos. Brother, I, I, I done a thing. So what I've done with Panorama, I went for an interview with Sky News. And I secretly recorded the whole entire interview. And then when they put their headline out, it was so insane, yeah? They actually, what we were talking in, in the interview, we're talking about a film that was made in Holland called Loverboy. And this film was to educate all the children about Muslim grooming gangs. Now, when that film comes to England in 2007, when they tried to, they rejected it because it would cause hate. Yeah? <laughs> now, what, what I said is... Hate for rapists. Hate for rapists. What, <laughs> yes. what I said is, I don't care if it incites fear, yeah. so long as it stops children being raped. Yep. What they've done, they cut away the question... And then they put a voiceover saying, we asked Tommy Robinson how he feels about the fear he causes. And then they said they had then they cut to me saying, I don't care if I if I said it, I don't care if it incites fear. And then they, they cut it and they got rid of the T <laughs> off the it in the headline. In the headline, it said, I don't care if I incite fear of Muslims. It's like this and cut a T, and that headline went around the world. <laughs> and they used that headline. And so then I put out the actual video showing, hold on, you've just bullshitted the world. I didn't say that. <laughs> and I put out the undercover recording of what I'd done. And they're still running that headline now. It's and like they, it, it the literally... sun, the yesterday. The, the sun with the, the shit banter video run the headline underneath it. Tommy Robinson, I don't care if I say I fear. I thought I've already proved this was a lie. Oh, Dude, they're going to start doing videos where it's like, I am Tommy Robinson and I hate homosexuals. Like, it's just, they're just so reaching at this point. 
And it's like, be, yeah, yeah, let, if, if they, it's almost like they're like, don't be rapophobic. It's like, no, let rapists feel fear. Like, we want them to feel fear. Like, be scared well, that if you rape our kids, we will mess you up. Like, that's what is necessary. Oh, it's mad. Even yesterday, yeah, I'm just trying to find it now. Because this, this other one, this is nuts. This is nuts. I, in my, oh, here is it here. In my, the Daily Mail yesterday, I done a video. So part of my shit banter group. In the shit banter group, <laughs> in the shit banter group, I said, I said that I went to, if you go to Qatar, I've been to Qatar and I could score gear. And that's what I said, yeah? In the shit banter group. Yeah. So then I made, yeah. then I made a video answering that. And I said, is there anyone, a journalist out there, that thinks that I, Tommy Robinson, went to Qatar and bought drugs? In an Islamic country. Yeah. Is there anyone that actually thinks I've done that? What they cut and put out yesterday on the Daily Bell is where I said, is there anyone thinks they cut out and they had, I, Tommy Robinson, went to Qatar and scored gear. They That's hilarious, out, man. And they put, it, they put that out yesterday on their Snapchat. So the Snapchat yesterday was me saying, I went to Qatar and I scored gear. <laughs> But the, but the car, the bit where I said, "Is there anyone that thinks that I went to Qatar?" That's that's cat I, that's guitarded. No, I, mate, I, wa I watched it. And I was like, "How can they do that? How can they do that?" So tell tell but the anyway, people about the rally. Tell the people about the rally. So what are we doing? What's going on in Manchester? I haven't even told people yet. I, I was we don't have to hold it as a surprise, but it's going to be a surprise. It, we're going to outside outside the BBC's new media city. Yeah. In their backyard, we've got a 50-foot screen. And I'm going to premiere, hashtag panodrama, an expose. An expose of BBC, their main journalist, on the biggest screen you will see. Yeah? And the reason I've had to do this is if I just released this documentary, so far, the entire British media, I had a journalist from a, from a top newspaper Come out. I left my. I was on holiday last week. I went and met. Went, went and got the footage. He sat there for four hours and watched start to finish. And he wrote his entire article on how explosive this is. He went back to his editor. He rang me the next morning and said, "I'm not allowed to run it." I said, "What do you mean you're not allowed to run it?" He goes, "The editor just said no." I said, "But you said it was a massive story." He goes, "It is a massive story." I said, "Then you're not the news, are you?" You're not the new, you, if you're not, if you, as a journalist, you think it's a big story, you know it's a big story, but you're, it's like there's a mass, a national block. Yeah. I think, I, think I think the British government have a thing called the D notice they can put on the media, where no one's allowed to report. Well, that's what, the, that's what's happened to this so far. So because of that, and I knew that would happen, I decided to drip feed little bits in a build up for an outdoor spectacle with hopefully tens of thousands of people with, and then we will make sure that hashtag panodrama, hashtag end the license fee will trend. Hopefully it will trend in the UK. We want it to trend worldwide. Yeah, we'll trend here. Yeah, well, I want people to watch. We'll be screening it all live on YouTube. People can watch the full day. Owen, you're going to come. I've got you a piano on stage, bro. Dude, I can't wait. I can't wait, man. I'm so pumped. I've got it to relive that moment, man, because... That when, when um, as I said, when we when we were outside the old Bailey, and remember, I went to court that morning thinking I'm going back to prison. 
And then when the when I went, I, I wrote a statement the day before court. I wrote a six-page statement to the judge, listing out what they've done wrong, why it's wrong, examples of how it's wrong. Now, before he started the trial, he read my statement, and he was he had said openly he's taking that trial that day. When he read my statement, he said, "I have him reading this. I'm not going to hold this trial. I'm going to send it back to the government." Yeah. So he's accepted, shit, this is like, he's been done. He's been stitched up. Yeah. And here it is. If I open this trial, it's on me. So he sent it back to the Attorney General. So when I come out to that song, as I said, it was a um, so emotional. And even when I watched it back, my, my, my missus must have said to me, stop playing that fucking song. Because <laughs> I was laying in bed like this little, <laughs> I was laying in bed just watching it, just like, oh, my God, man. The moment, and as I, as I said to people, it will be everything built up and that song and that moment and that outside the court, to be outside the Bailey and to see thousands of people travel from all across the UK to be there at nine o'clock in the morning on a work day, all of those things, to meet the people, to be blessed by the people, to hug the people, to see the, to see how much people felt the, felt the, felt the whole thing with me. Uh, mate, it was magical. So that's what I want to relive. So no, no pressure, Owen. Yeah, and, and that was a moment. And I felt the same way. I got jammed up watching that where it's like, when it's like it it let people know that we can overcome it. The truth can beat these, these, these psychopaths. And it's like people have your back and they won't let you fall no matter how much shit is thrown at you, you know? And like, and, and a lot of people in this chat right now were part of writing that. That wasn't just me. I'm just a good conductor. I'm like, a, I'm a good quarterback, but... Without the offensive line and the running backs and stuff, I'm just a dude just getting my ass kicked. <laughs> well, to, to every single person that helped, to every single person in America, all over the world, to every one of you that supported me, so that you know, which I could, I didn't know how to stress and let people know how much it helped. Even when I was in prison, I used to get this much, this many letters every day, and I'd read every single one of them. Yeah? And I sat there feeling the what people were feeling. It wasn't yeah. just, it was something big. And I knew then in those first few weeks, this is big. Like what's happening here is big. It, that they have, there is a movement built now. And it may have been on Tommy Robinson's name, but it wasn't necessarily about Tommy Robinson. It's a movement of people that feel their free speech is being taken. Their yeah. ability to even criticize. And protect their, children. It's like, we have a right to protect our own kids. And that that's one thing that your, like, your voice triggered something in people where it's like, no, we get to keep our kids safe. And that's a primal feeling that no, that no state is going to take from us. No, that's it. And, and it's great. And it was, a, do you know, the, so the letters I got was people saying, I've never been political. I've never joined a group and I've never been to a protest, but I am going to London on the 9th of June. Yeah? And that's why all these people come in. And then I got the letters back from the people saying, what an what an electric atmosphere and and you know the thing that frustrates me more than anything you'll see yourself now when you come to the when you come to england the people you will meet are the best of britain they are i said it's loads of old grannies and mums hugging and kissing me and yeah, it's yeah, like all yeah. oh, right extremists you know what i mean and it's a <laughs> it's a wonderful yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it in the sense that um i'm looking forward to giving people the ammunition that the trust with the BBC is gone. Do you know the BBC? This is what's mad. 
you know, I'm pretty sure, do you know what I say about the license fee that you're forced to pay? Blind people have to pay it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they get a 50% discount. I think they get a 50% discount. That's it's like, what sort of, what are you on about? How are you charge? And they want to introduce it now for over 75s or something. You want to just take and take and take more <laughs> for your shit two channels. BBC One and BBC Two that no one watches. EastEnders, if it's if EastEnders, we have a show called EastEnders in East London, based on East London. If it was to do with reality of East London, the whole show would be Muslims, and <laughs> and a percentage of them would be, be disappearing to fight for ISIS. That's a like, dude. Oh man. Well, you're proof of life. I mean, that's the thing. It's like the fact that. And same with me. That's one reason why they want to take dudes like us out is like I got out of Hollywood and went independent because I didn't want to be in that beast. And they wanted to make an example out of me that I was broken. I'm a has-been comic. And I'm like – and the fact that I'm I'm selling out theaters and I'm doing fine, it, it, it needles at them so bad. And it's the same with you is they wanted you to be broken in jail and to come out and say you're sorry and that, you know, these grooming gangs are just a, a really uh, good part of – England, and we're just glad that we're replacing the population. Like, they want us to break, and the fact we're not, this the proof of life is powerful to people, where they're like, oh, we can go through that and survive. And th and that's what is important, I think. They keep firing at me. They keep going on about their, their latest takedown is, is money, yeah? So they keep saying that I'm funded by American billionaires, okay? And they, I read one article, and they named all these people. I've never met one of them. I've never had a pen. I'm reading it like, what the way is this bullshit? I've not even, I don't even know half these people who you're saying are paying me. And then I get this whole, and then the funny thing is, which is what they, I said, I've had two best-selling books. Yeah. My, my first book came out four years ago. It still flies now. Yeah. And all they've done, which is they want you to be broken. To be honest, they managed that for the first eight years of my activism. When I started my activism, I owned seven properties and I had two businesses. They closed both the businesses. They locked me down. They shut my finances and they crippled everything. And then now I'm writing another book now. And I know I'm sitting here and I, I, I have some fun. There's a bloke called Will Black who's a journalist who's an author of books. And they hate it because once my second book went to number one bestseller, I remember messaging him because he all he goes on about is me saying, hey, dude, how you doing? I've had two best-selling books and I'm a football hooligan. <laughs> You're an author. <laughs> That's You're an awesome, author. dude. And you've had done. You've had done. So essentially, um, when they do this and then they hate it. So, yeah, essentially, going to prison will be another chapter in my next book and so will <laughs> Pano Drama. Yeah, it's like, it's like they try and cripple it. They did the same thing to me. Like I had a like um, a $60,000 book deal and they literally made me pay it back even though, and I still had to like give my agent the money even though like I had to pay it because they said I wasn't allowed to say retarded or something and then I wasn't like no clubs would book me even though like my picture was hanging on the walls of these clubs and like they thought I was going to beg forgiveness and I started doing labor with my brother. I'm just dragging brush for 20 an hour being like, fuck you. And then, you know, people rally, you know, people support it. People are like, yeah, fuck them. And then you realize you're thriving. You know, I, I wake up one morning and I'm like, holy shit. I, I now have like a gardening addiction because I have extra money. And it's like, it's fucking hilarious. I love that because their whole thing is at the minute is to stop the money. Yeah. Because if they stop, if they stop the money, then you can't concentrate. You can't plan. You can't, you can't hire 
You can't. Which is their whole thing. Because if they're successful in that, essentially, or why they demonetize you, why they take down your platform, why they remove you from social media. But to see a success, or to see, and as I said, the more they do it, the more people think, no, I'm supporting them. I'm supporting them, and people trust Job, but they don't trust them. So, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good, man. And, I, and I, you know what? I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm looking forward to coming. Yeah, and you and you offered to fly me to England. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my own ticket because I need the write off. I was thinking about it. <laughs> you need the write off. Nah. So, <laughs> in fact, Ezra Ezra was hopefully sorting that out. So no, I want to know, but I I want a write off. I was thinking about because England gets so fucked up with all that stuff because you guys' tax rates are like. 80% or so like what are you guys paying taxes isn't it fucking insane we pay 20% and then once you earn over say 50,000 pounds you pay 40% um so if you've got a company yes you, you'll pay the company tax and you'll pay 40% yeah because what I want I remember I did, they, go ahead you know they, do? they now give you a breakdown of where your money goes they tell you so this much money went to this this much money went to this and I swear they've done it quite cleverly just to just to piss you off because you see where your money's going on everything, which is usually to nothing that you use or do. Yeah, it's to follow around one guy that that might bomb somebody for fucking three years, and then some other guy bombed somebody. Like that's where your money goes. <laughs> Most of the money's probably gone on following me. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Well, dude, uh, so Manchester's gonna be awesome. Where can people support you? Where can people follow you? Like, tell the people what to do. So at the minute, I've got a holding page which is globalaim.co.uk. And that is where, do you know the main thing? Because we will be deleted. It, it, it will come. Always. It's coming. Yeah? It's PayPal, Twitter, Facebook's next. I just looked. Let me get this up, Owen. I just went on my reach this week for Facebook. Yeah? And this is, this is what scares them. <laughs> this is what scares them. So post reach, this is in the last seven days, 7.1 million. Post engagement, 6.7 million. New likes, 18,000. So I remember looking and I had 59 million people watch videos in a, in a four-week period. Yeah? That terrifies them because their ability to lie about us which is what they've had yeah. their ability to slander us is what the public used to buy now they the public uh, under every article they write about me i watch as the public just go into action saying that's a liar i've watched him i've listened to him he's not that he's not this so essentially that time's coming so i ask people to sign up at globalaim.co.uk so that when that time comes we can email keep contact I'm looking at building an app. I have a new website coming up next week, which will be TR News. Um, it'll be Tommy Robinson News. And yeah, um, once we get rid of Panorama, then we'll get rid of then we'll get rid of BBC. Then we'll get rid of the Islamic extremism that's plaguing our land. Dude, you're the fucking man. After. Yeah, one time I actually was flying into London to do a gig. That's why I have this weird, like, not anxiety. That sounds fucking lame, but like. Um, and I, they put me in this little holding cell for two days and then sent me home because I was like, they're like, well, are you in England? And I'm like, I'm going to do a, a show. And they're like, do you have the paperwork for the queen? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? So they put me in a little cell with all these, uh, Iranian dudes. And then they just sent me home. This is back in like, Oh seven. But I remember just being like, that was fucking weird. Should have just said your name was Mohammed and you're are you on your way back from Syria? <laughs> the, the, the chauffeur driven you to a house. Be like, listen, I have 15 kids. My name is Mohammed. I have a machete, and I'm fucking <laughs> really pissed off. And they'd be like, oh, what? Here's all and, the gold. And you'll push. You'll make me more extreme if you try and stop me. So just <laughs> let me go. 
All right, Tommy, you're the fucking man, dude. I'll see you next weekend. And everybody, start that hashtag. Make it happen. I'm I'm banned off Twitter because I'm apparently uh, hilarious and not a liar. So I'm not allowed on, on Twitter to uh, to spread it, but I know a lot of these guys watching are. So support the great Tommy Robinson, the fucking Lion of England, and uh, I will be with you next next weekend or the week, whatever. I can't wait. Next week, I look forward to it, man. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Oh, dude, you're the man. Love you, buddy. Peace. Good night, bro. Dude, how great is that, dude? Huh? How great is that, dude? All right. That was, uh, that was an honor. That was an honor to be able to talk to him. And thank all you guys for uh, being a part of the How They Rule You song. It's, um, can't tell me that doesn't feel amazing to have the dude be like, that meant a lot to me when I was in prison, you know? Where it's like, we, we just like fucking showed the love and it meant something. It meant something. Dude, that dude could have been killed if there wasn't that shockwave of, of people rallying behind him. And that's why it's so important. That's why, like, even the smallest things, like when, um, when CRTV dropped Gavin, you know, that's why I immediately was, like, had his back. It's like, that's so important to, to do. If one of our guys goes down in any way, and I wasn't friends with Tommy. I didn't know Tommy. I just knew that what he stood for was beautiful and right and true. And this dude is so honest. And I'm telling you guys straight up, like when I was asking him, like, so what do I do when I'm getting in the country? And he was like, what should I tell the people? And he's like, tell them you're coming to a rally and you're, you're going to play a song. And I'm like, and he's like, and tell them to fuck off. And I said to fuck off. Like that dude is pure hearted. And I'm telling you straight up, I've met a lot of people in my life. That motherfucker does not have that instinct to, to deceive and that is something that you have to protect. And the amount of good power, like when sometimes I say power, it's really force. I'm still working out all the words because there's so much wizardry around all these words. But like the amount of power of having people support, like there was a time when uh, Hillary Clinton and Trump, where they were going at it and Hillary was like, uh, you know, will you accept defeat? Will you accept a feed or will you like complain or whatever? And um, and someone was saying like, I can't remember. I don't want to misquote it. But Trump literally was like, if you take me out, there'll be riots in the streets. And I was like, fuck yeah. Because if, if, if guys like me and Tommy don't have the support of people, we're just sitting targets for these fucking rapists. And you have to understand the BBC has a statue of someone with a prepubescent child with their dick hanging out right in front of their building. And it was made by a convicted pedophile and they won't take it down. These people covered for Jimmy Savile who like raped and killed like a thousand kids. Like it's so disturbing that Joe Rogan literally defended Jimmy Savile and was like, Alex Jones is doing sci-fi like that. No, no. Jimmy Savile is horrifying. And these people, it's not an accident. When you find out that, it's, that a, a statue, imagine you, okay, let's say you, you, have a, you have a statue made for your house. And you're like, for so, whatever reason, you're like, I want a kid with a little dick hanging out and an old man holding him or some shit. Let's just say that's your art. Okay, then you find out it was made by a pedophile. Do you take down the statue or do you leave up the statue? Okay. 
this isn't an accident. They defended Savile. They wouldn't let Johnny Rotten on the BBC because he called him a poofter. And he was just calling him a homo, not even a, a child rapist. You know, he was just puffing. He was a cigar muncher. And it's, uh, so they've been in the business of hiding pedophiles for a very long time. And it's because they are pedophiles and they are globalists and they are evil and they are disgusting and they want to subvert all our traditions so that they can uh, bring in this mass wave of just fucking horror just because those people submit. Islam literally means to submit. And, uh, and so they're cowards, but they're fucking evil. And so when dudes actually stand up to them and they're at the, 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 the point of the spear, the tip of the spear, you know, you, you literally have to support those people or they can die. And that's on you. You know, you don't have to quit your job. You don't have to be alienated. You don't have to be attacked. You don't have to go to jail. All you have to do is just be like, how they rule ya? That's it. And then we win. All right, I'll read the super chats and then I'll, uh, I'll call it a day. Oh, and we're going to Russell Brand being a pedophile, procuring children for the Goldsmith family. He is doing Jimmy Salva's job. I mean, probably. Who knows? What does Tommy think of Britain first in the UK? Have barred Jaden Franson from going home to her home in Ireland? I guess I missed that one. The line of England meets the bear of America. That's hysterical. We love both of you guys. Please, please keep going. The truth is behind you. By the way, isn't it a little weird when you just realize that America pays more taxes than fucking England? America's taxes are fucking high. It's like, but we have more freedom in America because we have cars and shit. Like, they're like, if the train don't come, we don't get to go nowhere. But, dude, I thought they paid like 80% in taxes. And I was like, wait a minute, 40%? Mine's over 50. Fuck. All right, see you on the 23rd. Tommy Hotel Books, says Gareth. Tommy Robinson is a folk hero status. I've been following Tommy since Britain first. Can we hear Tommy's thoughts on Brexit? Well, I think he kind of talked about that. Trucker Bear here. I so enjoy you speaking truth. Love to all the bears. Thank you. It's very generous, Trucker Bear. BB, you're the greatest. Long live the stash. Hell yeah. Hi, Owen. Hi, Tommy. You are a legend. Greetings to legends and bears from Switzerland. Hello, Switzerland. Nothing more brings the UK and USA closer in values than the task at hand. They are after our livelihood. There is coordination to subvert the civility of Judeo-Christian heritage, which is Western, you know, whatever that is. I don't know what Judeo-Christian means. Judeo-Christian seems like a nonsense word, but uh, I just like Western because it covers whatever. Because that's like what we're talking about. Like Sikhs are awesome. When I was in England, two people that I hung with a ton were Sikhs and they're fucking great. And so it's, it's about that value system. And I can't really explain it, but Judeo-Christian sounds like wizardry. Postmodern art and, um, like, I'd, I'd rather just say Christian. Because um, Judeo-Christian used to mean a Jew that converted to Christianity. Now it, it means nothing. So I don't, I don't like nonsense words. It might be my mild OCD and just trying to be accurate. But postmodern art and architecture is part of destroying our culture. Just look at all the square, concrete, ugly buildings the poor live in. Oh, it's by design as well. They want, the, there is this New York uh, guy, uh, Moses. His last name was Moses. Uh, I can't remember his first name now. And he would design the the slums. And he they were intentionally ugly because he wanted them to feel ugly. That's real. 
Can you guys talk Brexit? I already fucking Birch Gold, Birch Gold. We're all being flooded. It's not just the UK. I know, but their their land mass is small. America at least is gigantic, but still we're also being flooded. BB, thank you for this. Anytime, artillery bear. On Benjamin, run for Congress in Washington State. That's not my role. It just isn't. What I'm doing is is you know, it it's it's good, and this is what I do. If I was in Congress, I would literally just be like, You're all faggots. Look at that guy over there. I bet he gets banged in his ass look at him look at me it would be horrible i would just be i'd be a fucking train wreck in, in any form of government they'd be like have you reviewed the bill i'm like no i'm too busy crushing i'm having a great time everyone's having a blast my hand aches from high-fiving me and my new best friend tommy robinson are just cr- cruising around on four wheelers so no i didn't read your fucking uh thing because it's full of wizardry It's like, uh, oh, uh, why don't you shake his hand? Because my hand aches from high-fiving my new best friend, Tommy Robinson. Like, we're we're drinking White Claws and talking about how awesome life is. No, that's, I'm crushing right now. If you fucking nerds, you pencil-pushing poofters, want to talk your bills and your shit, go for it. But I, that's not for me. Guitar and parcel of living in London. Don't know what that means, but interesting. Us Danes stopped paying our license fee also uh, for their bias. So they uh, changed it to a regular tax, but UK can always try. Oh, Eagle's Nest. Thank you. That was very generous. Uh, thanks for having Tommy on, BB. Oh, it was an honor. He's, he's one of my heroes. He's a living hero. Jimmy Salvo was bad, but he's also, um, he is also a fall guy now. He was never alone in fucking kids and corpse. Uh, I know. He was, he was the procurer of children. He brought children to the royal family to uh, the um, parliament, to the House of Lords. Yeah, it's a fucking rotting. That's why it's like, you need dudes like Tommy. And if you're not Tommy Robinson, which you're not, support guys like him. Then more people, because there's a whole type of person that just thinks like, is it okay for me to support the shit I actually believe? Will that still let me survive? And if you just show that they survive and that it's fine to do it, you sing songs and you fucking crush, then more people do it. And then your culture doesn't get fucking erased. You guys get it. Tommy Robinson gets it. Tommy, forget to add the sky high VAT tax. Uh, Check out We Live in Public documentary. Judeo-Christian values with the parentheses. Nice one, Irish legend. Big Bear, you should do more Sherlock Holmes episodes. The Sneaky Jew, Never Trust a Muzzy, The Schemer, The Missing Bagel, um, Catching the Pedo. Tommy was awesome. Sully Bear. Oh, yeah, dude. The best. So, looks like things are heating up over the border wall issue. Hope the people are ready, finally, to do their part. Yeah, things are happening. Things are happening. I recommend getting... Um, you don't have to move out of cities, but, like... Long term, really start thinking about it and just have friends out of cities. Have an idea of where you could go. Just hypothetically, if there's mass riots and bodies start piling up and the smell is, uh, you know, it becomes a stench. Also, uh, you know, read the Bible, make friends with your neighbors, get a source of clean water. You can put Tommy in the bank as a guest. Uh, well, Tommy's the man. Tommy, um, I, I'll, I'll read even criticism. Let's see what this is. Tommy also denies Jewish connections when he is deeply rooted with the Middle East foru. I don't know what that means. I think that there's a lot of shit being thrown at Tommy that is bullshit. Like people are like, 
he's a shill of Israel. That's such fucking bullshit. That's such fucking bullshit. And everyone knows it. It's just like, fuck you guys. He went to jail protecting kids from being fucking raped by gangs. And these fucking keyboard warrior, warrior fags are like, well, I mean, I, there's an image of him meeting with, it's like, shut the fuck up, dude. It's like, people are such fucking losers. Just these fucking babies. No, I'm a supporter of Tommy. Good for you. Oh, maybe I misread that. But I have I have read that. And I'm just, it it bothers me tremendously. Um, sign up for updates on Tommy Robinson and his work. The link is www.globalaim.co.uk. Um, England went from Richard the Lionheart to Ricky the Pussycat. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of soy. A lot of soy. Everyone on this uh, live stream is gay. I guess I'm a shill too. Take Israel over an Islamic country. That's true. Well, see, th this is what the real issue is. Is there's international banking elite. There's international media elite. You know, at the top of BBC, I'm, I'm going to go on a pretty strong limb and say that there's a handful of fucking atheist, satanic Jews. It's just like CNN, just like MSNBC, just like Warner Brothers, just like Universal, just like NBC, just like uh, Geffen's company, Spielberg, uh, just all of it, you know, but that isn't, see, this is the rift and it's such a genius rift. It's the, the wizards, the Satanists are so fucking good at dividing people. And then people say Jews when they can't identify the monsters anymore because then they're trying to kill a guy selling bagels and you're like, that isn't the fucking fight. And then you got one group they're terrified to call out people because they're Jews and they're scared of being called a, a nonsense word like anti-Semitic. And then another group that wants to kill all the Jews or just call out all the Jews, forget kill. I actually don't hear kill very often. I think that's a, a, a huge misrepresentation, but people just being like the Jews and it's like, yes and no, you know, cause then you have to call out the Jesuits. You got to call out the fucking skull and bones. It depends on what area you're looking at. If you're looking at military industrial complex, you got to look at skull and bones. You know, you're looking at, uh, you know, John McCain and those fucking ass clowns. But if you're looking at media, if you're looking at uh, international banking, currency manipulation, the funding of wars, uh, you're looking at some guys with some pretty little hats. But it's not, you know, there's, there's good right-wing nationalistic Jews, you know? And I'm glad they exist. And that's why, you know, but there's a lot that aren't. The word is evil. That's right. But you have to be able to identify it with symbols and signifiers. Listen, I'm a communication expert. I understand what I'm doing. Evil doesn't quite, you don't quite, it doesn't work enough. BBC owns CNN, of course. BBC, well, I mean, you have the royal family. It's just a rotting pedophilic skull of shit. But they're they're not. This is this is the thing I'll, I'll give the Jews is the evil ones are real industrious. The fucking royal family. They're just like, will Jimmy bring us more babies to kill and, and do our thing with? And they're like, all right, my name's Jimmy Silver. I'll go bring you the babies. It's like, please bring me. I need blood. Like those fuckers are uh, are a problem. But they're not industrious. They have no chutzpah, as the as our little hatted friends say. They just sit around waiting for babies to kill and fuck. I'm dead serious. Like the Queen of England got caught trying to get little kids out of fucking these uh, 
First Nation children out of Canada to just rape and kill. Why are they called wards? The House of Wards, they're not even elected. They're just these old pedos that are just waiting to just, just get in, you know. All the best evil geniuses are dead. I don't know what that means. I got to go, though. Hit the Rogan's Up button. And uh, maybe I'll do a stream tonight because I like to just riff. Um, what does the yellow vest mean? Well, yellow vests are worn by uh, people that drive for a living. And so they're kind of showing like, listen, motherfuckers, we're the people that, that bring your uh, consumer goods everywhere. And if you, uh, if you come at us, we will destroy your entire uh, civilization. And they're right. Rogan's up. Uh, comment. My, my stream last night obviously got taken down and then it got put back up. So now I have it up twice, uh, which is kind of weird. But I, I'm i not one to take things lying down, as you've noticed. And so when they said no comments, you can't share, I obviously appealed it. My appeal won. So now I have two of episode 445 last night. So, hey, I guess it's double the fun. All right. Much love, everybody. Land the plane tonight. Yeah, I'll land the plane. Everyone, you know. The claws aren't the issue. There's only three grams of sugar in the claw. The, the issue is when I have the claws and then I have ice cream and then I have an insulin dump and then I feel groggy headed the next day. The issue is claws can lead to ice cream. And that is when I feel like shit the next day. I fucking um, feel hungover. It's not the claws. It's sugar. Like when you have a, a massive hangover or if you feel like... Uh, you're light, you're just, you're grumpy and you're a dick. That's because you had too much sugar the night before. Say no to ice cream, it's true. But claws are a gateway. The reason I like claws and I feel comfortable laying the plane with claws is because there's only three grams for a whole pint of sugar. That's fucking unheard of, right? Three grams. And it's mostly water. So you're hydrating. It's actually a great way to land the plane for me because it has just enough alcohol to kind of take a little edge off and make me not get really mad at juice. But it doesn't have the sugar of uh, like PBRs and shit that me and my brother used to drink. And then I get all hung over and angry. And I can't drink tequila or vodka because then I get drunk. So last night after I landed the plane, I went inside and had a giant bowl of ice cream. Then I had horrible nightmares. I woke up sweaty and angry. I had a great morning with my family. A lot of good times with my son who was uh, dressed up as uh, Mr. Incredible. And uh, it was pretty fun. But I just feel like shit today. It wasn't the claws. It was the ice cream. It's like sugar will spike your insulin. That's what makes you fat and bloated. Because your body just holds on to everything. Insulin dumps, dude. Look into insulin dumps. Bad news. The claws are not that. The claws are actually a great way to hydrate. Uh, I don't recommend claws if you have a drinking problem, though. I'm very lucky that I don't have the genetic thing where I just crave alcohol or I want to be drunk or I get mean when I'm drunk. That missed me. Thank God. So if, if it didn't miss you, do not drink. Drinking is really bad for some people. Like Asians, uh, Japanese, our Jappy friends with the weird eyes. They're not genetically designed for it. Like uh, I have some Native American buddies. If they have a few claws, they will punch a manager at a comedy club I'm performing at. I don't have that. I genetically am designed to land the plane with claws. So my point is, if you see me drinking claws and you're like, Big Bear's a great guy. I want to be like Big Bear. I know that, you know, if I drink, I always call everyone a whore and I get arrested, but maybe I'll try it again. No. 
You are not designed for claws. Claws are a gateway drug, however, though, for me to ice cream. Not to drugs. I don't drink claws and, and want drugs. I drink claws and I want ice cream and that's when I feel like shit the next day. Owen is happy tipsy. It literally brings out a good warmth in me and it's a great way to land the plane. It's good for my mental state, as fucked up as that sounds. Um, you know, it's after 7 p.m. as I'm talking to thousands of people about Jews and playing the piano. I have a nice little buzz that makes me a little warmer in this cold, cold world. And as someone who does a lot of manual labor with my hands and has to deal with an incredible amount of hate coming at me from guys who want to promote pedophilia, a little warmth is good for the soul. And it isn't a vice. The vice is ice cream. And I'm kind of beat myself up over that today because I don't like when I do something that limits my productivity and my health and my uh, ability to think because that's not good for the team. And today I woke up and I just, after the sweaty nightmares, and it was because I had ice cream and I put peanut butter on it and some chocolate chips. And uh, I also put some cookie dough in it because my wife and kid uh, made these great cookies with the stars and all this stuff. And, and I, I went in there and I took the cookie dough and I just fucking put it in the ice cream and I just stirred it up and I just ate it alone like a fucking savage. And then came the nightmares and the sweating and the and now and today I just am a little slower. I'm a half step off and uh, I blame the claw a little bit. Because sober, completely sober, I would not have gotten my little dewy hands in that ice cream. So, uh, I don't know. I'll give it one more try. I'll have some claws tonight, land the plane. If I have ice cream. Because I, I had a ban in the house. No ice cream, nothing. We're not allowed to have it. It's not fair to the wife and kids. I realized I was being very tyrannical and it has to be about my uh, willpower. So, cookie dough ice cream is amazing. You think? It's fucking unbelievable. Someone could have piles of cocaine. I'd be like, get that the fuck out of here. That's, dude, you want to go to prison? Piles of cookie dough. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I will land the plane tonight with some claws because three claws, you know how much total sugar? Nine grams. You understand how much sugar is in a bowl of ice cream with all that shit I just described? What, a hundred grams? That's what can cause fucking diabetes and shit. Three pints of claw is only nine grams of sugar. Because I never used to uh, be able to drink like this. Not like a lot, but three a night. You know, like how my brother lands the plane with, he likes uh, uh, Twisted Teas, Half and Halves, and PBRs. I couldn't do that. Like when me and him would do work and we would land the plane with tall boys and stuff, I'd have one maybe. And then I, I couldn't do it every night because um, I would wake up feeling like shit every day because there's so much sugar. And then I found the claw. But alcohol converts to sugar. Right, but it's only 5%. 5% alcohol, 3 grams of... Um, so 5% of the whole thing is alcohol. The rest is water, right? And then there's 3 grams of sugar. If you're looking in like a, a Mike's Hard Lemonade or a fucking Twisted Tea, you're looking at 30, 30 grams of sugar per one. That's what makes your head groggy. Diabetes in a bowl, ice cream too good. Ah, oh, dude. 
I woke up with a headache after three claws and don't drink claws. See, I hydrate from it. I forget to drink water sometimes and the claw helps me remember. It's 16 ounces. Exactly. Three total grams. I went from frozen yogurt over ice cream. I got to get away from all that shit. When I'm disciplined, I can just have bone marrow, bison meat, and green smoothies. I can literally go months with just that. Like, I'm a psycho. Like, I can get so disciplined, it's fucking weird. That's why I'm really disappointed in myself for having the, uh, the claw open the door to something I'm not so proud of. Keto is amazing. It is. And right now, I'm not feeling very keto. I'm feeling very sluggish, lethargic. Uh, and that's not draining my balls with uh, internet porn. If you want more uh, energy, stop whacking off, guys. That's all jizz energy. All right, don't ditch ice cream. Make it healthy and filling. Ryan, <sighs> I'm ditching ice cream, Ryan. I feel like under my mustache is a fat upper lip right now. It's a big fat fuck. A lot of self-loathing today after the ice cream. And then, and then the uh, another problem is, uh, woke up, went downstairs this morning, and there's the bowl. There's the bowl sitting there, just unwashed. It's fucking disgusting. And I was like, "What did I do?" And uh, some shame in that. Some real shame. Ice cream is not in any way healthy. I know. I know. Keto, keto, eat lunch first. I don't know what that means. Dairy is bad too. It's all bad. Must be allergic to dairy. No, it's sugar. Everyone's allergic to sugar. All humans. Sugar is poison. It's worse for you than alcohol. Even when alcohol is converted to sugar, it's not as bad as just sugar. Sugar is fucking bad. Someone just say Rogan's down, bro. Tubby two toe Rogan's down, bro. Ah, sleepy bear. I did leave evidence. I also had some of my fucking mustache. I'm dead serious. Whole goat milk is great for you. It is. That's why we're getting goats. My goal, this is my goal, and then I'll land this plane, and then later we'll do another um, plane. My goal in life right now is by my 40th birthday. Right now I'm 38. By my 40th birthday, my goal is to be able to completely eat from what we grow and not buy anything at the store that isn't like obviously way, you know, like bulk stuff or like the occasional steaks because I'm not about to raise fucking cows. But I want, you know, with goats, chickens and ducks and then every fucking possible thing we can grow, you know, potatoes, legumes, leafies. Uh, avocado trees, apple trees, pear trees, plum trees, um, all of it. I want to be able to completely eat only what's produced on my land. I'm 38. I'll be 39 in May. My goal is by my 40th birthday, full-blown self-sufficiency. And who knows? Maybe by then uh, I can have some pigs or a cow or some shit. But I just don't think I... Oh, we're also growing some wheat. I know that it's like 100 square feet can get you uh, 10 loaves of bread, I think, is the ratio. So I might be able to dedicate 1,000 a thousand square feet for wheat and uh, 100, 100 loaves for the year. 
I'm also digging a uh, root cellar. Uh, we're growing squash, pumpkins, kale, spinach, arugula, all kinds of legumes, all kinds of peas, potatoes, leeks, um, cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, blueberries, raspberries, um, every tree that can fucking grow up here, cherries, avocados, olive tree, a lot of olive, um, Weed is an inflammatory. Yeah, but only in this world. It's like when you get good, like really good non-GMO, like heirloom, whatever the fuck, um, seeds. You know, it's it's like we live in a world where everything is fucking, I want to make my own alcohol. I want to make my own everything. It's like that is the least of your problems. You know, so it's like little bread when you make it like that is fine. I can make goat brother. I want sheep. Uh, yeah. Our current world where you're like drinking Starbucks, I drink Starbucks shit sometimes and stuff. It's like, that's so, um, it causes such inflammation in your body and it's so not healthy that like, I want to get to a point where like maybe once a month we get supplies that just, you know, but we have our own water source. We have our own energy source. We are getting the fuck off the grid. Sheep go to heaven, goats go to hell. I don't know why people are so mad at goats. I get the goat imagery with Satan and stuff, but like goats are smart. They're gentle. They have great milk. They're cool. I like goats. I have no problem with goats. I don't like being called the goat though. I prefer the boat, the best of all time. Goats are weird. Like the imagery is weird, but goats themselves are cool. Sheep are retarded, but they're fluffy. Uh, what do you want the sheep for? Well, my neighbor's a sheep farmer, and he just is really promoting sheep. Like, he's like, you know, goats, will, they're really smart. They'll unlock shit. You have to real. I'm like, no, I can handle goats. What's, what are you getting at? And he's like, uh, sheep. So maybe we can make our clothes. I mean, that's the next level shit. I'm not there yet. But by 40, I want off. I want off the fucking the drip. We raise meat goats. That's cool. I want to get to the point where I can raise uh, meat ducks, like duck meat. And people are like, don't eat the web feet. Don't eat the, no, fuck you. You ever, never had a, a duck? Duck is great. Duck is great meat. Way better than chicken. We now have five. We now have five ducks. And they're not as rapey as you think. Just because they have huge cocks, uh, they're not as rapey as you think at all. Chickens are way rapier. But oh, and Agenda 21 means they try to control well water. Okay, well, I also have three rain barrels, and we will fight Agenda 21. There's a reason it's now called Agenda 2030 and not Agenda 21, because it didn't work. Don't think that these people actually have power. They're always nibbling and poking, and they'll, they'll picture the state like a guy trying to fuck a chick, where it's like, so, want to watch Netflix? I'll just take your shoes off. You ever have a massage? Just be like, fuck you. Fuck you. Agenda 21 is now Agenda 2030 because it couldn't get the fucking pussy. So just fight it. It's like we're fighting ants. They're not even that strong yet. They could be, but it's so cowardly and empty. And it's not just the Jews. Make sure you have heavy metal detox in your rainwater. Well, I don't use the rainwater to drink. I use it for irrigation purposes. Uh, that's the plan, you know.
I mean, I could do it to drink eventually, but that's not where, I mean, we have an unbelievable well and it's been tested and it's, it's filtered and it's no fluoride, it's no fucking anything. It's beautiful. Tastes amazing. We just changed the names, then rolled them back out. Right. Right. 21 didn't cut it. And people are waking up big time right now. People are fucking uh, backpedaling hard. You know, back in the day, they used to have to kill dudes like me. They used to have to kill dudes. There's too many dudes now. There were, it's like, there's no way to keep the lid on anymore with the way our media, it, like we have alternative media sources. There's still 3,500 fucking people here after an hour and a half at 1.30, what's today, Saturday? That's insane. I used to have like 300 people watching this shit. And now it's so many thousands of people, it's fucking retarded. It's great. Dude, your mannerisms are the best when streaming. Hey, Bears, I'm leaving in two minutes, two hours later. I know. We got your back, Owen. Owen, thank you. Which is why false flags are likely. I know. It's bullshit. But now we can see false flags a lot easier. You can barter for beef. Great point. What's the best cow? What's the best cow to have? Your neighbors. Not stealing cow, by the way. Don't misinterpret that. The ultra elite is Luciferian, even when nominally Jewish. There are plenty of non-Jewish Luciferians. I know. Joe Rogan's not Jewish. Also, Luciferian Jews want ordinary Jews along with the rest of us dead. That is very true. And so there's this thing where Jews have this, this shield where you can't mock them or call them out. So that's why I go at them so fucking hard. But you also have to always remember that what that dude just said is valid. The Luciferian Jews want the other Jews dead. Anybody that, that is against abortion, wants guns nations they want them all dead you know i'm not happy with the jews did with jesus but i mean you know it's been two thousand years we can we can talk about it check out sign language for i love you or love i think you'd be surprised at what it is just why can't you just tell me what it is i'm learning so much from your streams thank you for discussing values family farming and linking up with tommy to show us there are good people everywhere thank you brave little toaster um, what's this? Tommy, do you have Jewish friends like YouTuber Brian of London? Cool guy, by the way. He invited Tommy on holiday when he was way down a hole. Yeah, dude. I, I'm friends with a guy named Tyler Goldstein. It's me, Wetback Bear. How do I become a member? Not sure. I think there's a button. Tell the bears to sell down in other streams. They can do what they want. They're individuals. They might not even be bears. There's a bunch of bears in here that pay money to troll me. They're not real bears. They're sent here from nefarious places. I don't tell them what to do. They do what they do. Fucking get thicker skin. Big Bear. I read that. Okay, I'm landing the plane. I'll see you guys tonight. Uh, you're right. It's it's not stealing. All about support of tight-knit communities. Fact. Duck is better than chicken. Lamb is better than beef. Lamb is delicious. Lamb is delicious. And I would feel easier killing a sheep than a goat just because, I don't know. I feel like goats and me had become buddies. Sheep just are so retarded that I don't really think I, they'd just be like, I'd be like, I, I always feel something though, killing an animal, but it, it's, you got to do it to eat meat. You have to know, you can't keep hiring other people to do your dirty work. That, it's a cucking. You cuck yourself when you do that. You watch porn and whack off. That's another guy fucking. You're now becoming a voyeur to, uh, to other people banging. You're becoming a cuck watching pornography. Same with meat. You want to eat meat? You kill the fucking animal. It hurts. The first time you do it, it sucks. You're like, fuck. But it's it makes you be like, I am never wasting meat again. And I value it. 
It's like, that's where meat comes from. And I'll tell you what, you're never just going to throw meat away again. Because you're like, something died for me to live. Honor it. All right, much love. I'll see you guys.